Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the podcast, we help you get over Arsenal. Anything else? Nah, that's it. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's episode 27, season 7 of the Fighting Cock Podcast. Today I'm joined by Bardi. Hello. <laughs> and we've got Ricky. You? How you doing? Brilliant. <laughs> doing okay. Bloody doing brilliant. Right. Do you know what? I'm alright. I'm alright. I've had a bad day at work. I've had a, I've had a tough, tough old day. Because my job entails me sitting down in front of a fucking camera talking about this shit. And there's a couple of goonies in the office. They've been giving me it. And, um... 
I've had to, you know, YouTube comments and whatnot. <laughs> I don't. It, it it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I'm, I, Arsenal fans can't really get to me. Sometimes you have to appreciate taking it so you can truly understand how to give it. And I'd rather <laughs> lose this game now in November then lose it in April or something closer towards the end of the season. There's a lot of football still to go. We'll, this would be just a, a mere footnote in our season towards the end of it. Still above those cunts. Exactly. That's it, yeah. And they're, they're, like, they're behaving in ways that they used to chastise for, mm-hmm. chastise us for. Do you know what I mean? They used to dig us out for celebrating a win like we'd won the league, and that's what they're doing. Um, you know, it was tough. It was a hard result to take. We didn't play well. They did play well. We're going to go into all this, but... You know, unfortunately, as a football fan, and all football fans of all clubs will feel this at some stage, you know, you have a tough result against your greatest rivals, and sometimes you just have to eat it up. You know, unfortunately, we're in a situation where we're, we've got to eat up their smugness and, and digs. You know, there's no point going back at them and, you know, with like uh, refereeing decisions or. You know, we can talk about that as well, but, you know, or, or, or it was offside and whatnot. You know, ultimately, you've got to take your medicine sometimes. But Just, I don't want it, though. I know you don't want No one wants to take the medicine. That's the point. <laughs> it, reminds, it reminds me of, like, uh, with my kids... They know there's a there's a there's a donut in the kitchen, mm. uh, and they just want to get to the donut, the good bit. But they're like, they've, they've, there's a cold dinner in front of them, and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're not you're not having a donut until you eat your dinner. And it's like the smugness is their cold dinner that they have to get through. <laughs> Go on, carry on eating. Come on. Why are they, why are you giving them cold dinner? Well, because they're, they're, <laughs> they're just fucking about, aren't they? They, they? they just don't want to eat that dinner. They want to eat the donut. They, they want to get to the donut, but they, they, you know, you've got to get, get through the uh, tough times to get to the good. The kids, the, is there anything they don't eat? Like, they won't eat, like, spinach or... Oh, there's loads of stuff they won't eat. Do they eat just mainly beige food, like... Yeah, chips. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, pasta. Chips. Yeah, yeah, pasta, pasta. Chips. Beer. Potato, yeah. Fish fingers. Yeah. Fish fingers, yeah. All the beige. Like, I bet a, a better chicken nugget goes down well. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> Do you sometimes when you're making your own dinner and you're make, making them chicken nuggets and chips and you're looking at your own dinner and you say, oh, I just want to have them chicken nuggets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's so, so many times where I'm just like, just have a quick quick chicken nugget while I'm here. The kids' meals look so much better than adults' meals. Yeah. Alphabet potatoes wedges things, they still exist? They're still around? Yeah, they still exist. I try not to go down the, the processed food... <laughs> But sometimes they're just not having it. They on love, kids love it, though. Yeah, no, they do. You can't deny no, it. No, you can't they deny like it. processed cheese, the square ones. Yeah. <laughs> so More than I. cheddar. Yeah. I like them as yeah. well. <laughs> Slap them on a little veggie burger. Perfect for me. <laughs> 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 they're better kids' food about. Or when I'm in a restaurant, I sometimes look at the kids' menu and go, oh, I just want to order that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to eat this fucking asparagus shit. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone who came down to the live show. There was 500 of you all in one venue, and it was as apart from the result, as good as we could have possibly hoped. It was, it was an incredible... It was just... There was something about being amongst other Spurs fans, even in the face of defeat. It was so nice. It was so tight. Everyone was packed in, and you could feel it was moving side to side, and it was just waiting for something, and it, it would have gone off. So for these events, the, the, you know, the main reason why uh, it was put on is because you can enjoy watching Tottenham amongst people that are your own. Mm. And the amount of times in the past where I've gone to the pub and there's been Gooners there and there's been Chelsea piping up and even like West Ham fans like having a laugh and stuff like that. Mm. And just being in the atmosphere, it's just not enjoyable, it's horrible. And even though we lost, and we lost in that way, um, the kind of singing, camaraderie, um, uh, you know, good, good feeling towards each other. There was no other place I'd want to be. Yeah. It's like just turning my phone off to all notifications and social media and just being in that place. It was amazing. Yeah. It, was, it was superb. It was, wasn't it? And, yeah, it, yeah. and, and it was, you know, the, the mood wasn't great when we were going through the game and obviously we know how difficult we found it and how, I mean, admittedly, Arsenal were good. But about five minutes to the end when we knew it was done and dusted, um, someone, someone started up a... Tottenham till I die and then it just started growing and growing and for about five minutes towards the end from 85 minutes to about 92 or whenever it was, they blew up it was just oh, going off and off and then we turned the a screen off and for it must have been 10-15 minutes yeah it was about 15 minutes just the rendition went over and over and over again and I was looking around them and I was looking because we were on the gantry because we were monitoring the, the streams and the computers and whatnot and sound and whatnot and we were looking over the gantry and it was a sight to behold. Like, it was, you know, 
it was our idea to put this on, but like Tottenham made that great. Yeah. Spurs fans made that great. You know, it was. I was, I was choking up a little bit. Yeah, if me I, too. If I wasn't so high, <laughs> I'd probably shed a tear <laughs> somewhat. Um, again, thanks to everyone. Everyone who said hello. It was lovely meeting everybody. And um, we're going to do it again tomorrow in the Dortmund or today if you listen to it. Uh, it's going to be probably less hectic than the Arsenal game. There are probably less people coming, but you can come and pay on the door. Um, it was it's at the Waterloo at the Vaults. Um, yeah, just come down. Um, we're going to put sofas and chairs out, and what, you know, won't have to stand. Uh, me and T, and maybe Alex, are going to do a like, little Q and A, uh, have a little chat to everybody, talk about the, the Arsenal result and, and what we expect from Dortmund and a few other bits. So, anyone who's coming, bring bring some questions with you because we don't, don't want to make it about us. One of the awkward things about Saturdays, you've got all these people looking at you, and you've got to talk, and it just you feel like. Why is everyone coming to look at like, talk, like listen to us talk? That's what yeah. I felt. I felt a bit self conscious. So I've got to be honest. Um, but it was. Uh, I'd like to make everybody more a part of it, really. So if anyone who's coming has got any questions, um, just let us know, and, and, and we'll have a chat and bring you up on on stage or whatever. All right. Uh, yeah. So at the vaults, five pound on the door. That helps us cover all the costs. So we don't lose any money. Uh, come down, watch us spank Dortmund. Get over the Arsenal result with an absolute drubbing. A Borussia Dortmund. Can't, <laughs> absolutely can't wait. Um, just one thing before we go on to the performance. Just remember before we go into this podcast, and you might think, I don't want to listen to this, and you might have started it and think, I'm not sure I'll turn it off. We, this is the same team that, that beat Real Madrid. The exact same team. I, I don't know if you can call it the same team because it, we people criticise Harry Kane. Well, because it is, but you can call it well whatever. <laughs> but people criticised um, Harry Kane, Winks, and Ali for dropping out of the England squad, but they they weren't fit. So you, you can't call it the same team on the same kind of level of conditioning because yeah. Ali Kane and Winks were not fit, and that was where the problem was. We had uh, our key men, and including Ericsson as well, who so had two kind of emotional and important games over the international break. They were drained and. I think that affected us. Yeah, I do. I do think it affected us. But my, my, my point is, is that these are the same group of players, the same manager, the same tactics, the same things that will beat Real Madrid. But it's very different. It's um, a 3%, 4% drop-off in any player is a massive... It's a massive amount. No, no, buddy. But what I'm trying to say is to keep people positive. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to say is... We could we could have beaten them, but we weren't fit enough. That yeah. was the problem. Yeah, the fitness was. A- <laughs> I haven't been positive. No, <laughs> we were just wallops in there, all right. Positive with two steaming hot pies straight in Flav's face. Harry what Kane, up? Harry Kane what up? legs strapped strapped up. Yeah, okay. But just, let me just like, okay, put, put point down as This is the same group of players, same manager. Who, who we, remember how good we felt coming out of the Real Madrid? We thought we were well beaters, and we were on that night. Yeah, and we will be again. Exactly, right, yes, I'm very positive. What, yes, we will be. <laughs> Once everybody is fit, yes. What, what we saw on Saturday isn't the Tottenham we know, and that's why it was so disappointing. That's why it hurt so much. Arsenal were on their game. You know, they pressed us like very few teams have pressed us. And uh, we struggled to cope with their intensity. But I believe, you know, over ten games, Spurs would win seven out of those ten. This was just one of those... Three that we, we didn't win. Over the course of a 38-game season, I'm still pretty sure we are the better team and we will finish above them. And one-off games happen, you know. Sometimes yeah. you can lose a match. When uh, on the Saturday evening, I met up with my old man. Oh, and, God. Uh, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, the first thing, he didn't even say hi or how's it going, Rick, or how was a live show or anything like that. He just looked at me and he just said, every dog has its day, Rick. Every dog has its day. And he was grinning. And I was like, it's like he had something up his sleeve. Like, he was going to do something. I was like, is he, is he going to like, let down the tyres on the coach? Or, like, just, I was like, oh, it's like this real sinister. Every dog has its day, boy. Set yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, mate, chill out. I thought you were going to say, uh, crack on, crack on. I thought, um, you're old, you're, you know, you're getting on now, then, are you? <laughs> Go and burn a stadium. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> Um, insanity. They won't, won't lock him up for long. He's yeah, too old. The game turned me insane. <laughs> um, it was. It was. However, you can't deny and you can't kind of sugarcoat this too much. It was a toothless performance. We didn't deserve the win. They did, and and that's that. Did you go on social media after the game? Um, not really. No, I was kind of like I, I, I switched my phone back on. There's a few WhatsApp messages from uh, from Gooners, and it, it was a bit like. It was that light touch stuff, but it was 
it was kind of like, oh, the, like the message was, yeah, we deserved it. And at that time, like, yeah, I, I know you did, but I don't want to hear this. I don't yeah. care. I, I still don't want to hear it either. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> good, good job Dortmund, right. so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I, I've got quite a good ability to just not even think about Twitter after after we've lost. Like, I, I haven't been on. I've been on a little bit for Love Shirt today. There was a couple of comments, nothing major. But th- th- I can understand the weird kind of draw. If you're in- interested in social media and use it for football, even after a bad result, you're kind of drawn to just turning on the Twitter feed and having a little look. I've avoided a lot of um, YouTube and stuff, but I had to tune in this morning to see what kind of wallops you got dished out. Because yeah. I wanted to watch you on your um, 10 o'clock show. Yeah. And then I turned it on thinking you... Getting walloped would cheer me up, but it didn't. No. So I turned it off. I did. I, you know, just like I say, you've got to be pragmatic. You yeah. know, what, what they want. You what, took it with respect, which yeah. is not great for hits and like, entertainment, but you took it well. Yeah, I'm not, not going to fucking play like a... I'm not going to be a puppet just for hits and views <laughs> and shit like that. I, I, um, the, the best way to deal with this is, uh, is to be pragmatic and not let them see that you're hurting. You know, you, you, if they they want to see me freaking out or they want to see you lot going mental on Twitter, that's what they want. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Don't give them the satisfaction. Don't. Uh, PB underscore Spurs on Twitter. He says, are, are our fans becoming entitled, spoiled cunts already? Some of the reactions after losing on Saturday were bloody pathetic. It hurts, yes, but people need to get some bloody perspective. I don't think it's been entitled, spoiled cunts. It's becoming accustomed to a level of performance which we've seen and then being disappointed when you don't see it, especially against your closest rival. So I, I don't think it's... Yeah, I think that's they're up in, up in the levels, aren't they? That's when, what yeah, exactly. When you, when you keep performing better and better, and you, your levels of expectation naturally go up. And when you get a performance like that, it hurts. It does hurt. Yeah, like Bali says, I don't, I don't think it's that entitlement, but there is so many times uh, over the years where your expectations and your hopes are raised... And you think this time, this time, and like under the red nap years, it's kind of like right. I've got these attacking players, and we're playing all right. This swashbuckling football, and then we get fucking slumped uh, <laughs> by those bastards. And then it happens again and again. And then this time, like beating Real Madrid, uh, finished second in the league last year. We're playing great football. Um, everything's coming coming right for us, and it's just like you know the cock's coming over to roost. But the cock got kicked. Mm. Uh, but our team is in is in a bad place at the moment because if you look at the injuries we've got, Alderweireld, Lamela, Wanyama, these guys are like maybe not Lamela so much, but Alderweireld and Wanyama they're like a core of just the middle of our team, and then on top of that, Winks, Ali, Kane, and we don't have the squad to be able to um, to carry these kind of injuries and this loss of condition, and it's just. It's really fucking annoying that Arsenal was the game now. As soon as we needed a bit, a couple more weeks, and then we would wallop them. Mm. I mean, it's hard to say, but like, I think a lot of the comments that PB underscore Spurs would have um, taken to heart would have been on social media. And yeah. like I said, if you if you have the drive to not read that stuff, it doesn't exist. That if you don't look on Twitter, then those comments don't exist to you, and they don't affect you. So. Um, I can understand the frustratingness is that a word? Uh, of it, but um, you know you can also you forgive people for losing their shit a little bit after that performance against Arsenal. You know, I I wouldn't begrudge anyone who went mental. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't agree with anyone saying um, that Pochettino should be sacked or you know, there's there's any sell Kane, sell Ali. Yeah, <laughs> that that level of stuff is, is just. I mean, it's the, the the opinions are morons in my opinion, but you know, generally. If you came to the live show, it might have seemed as happy clapping. To me, it was a stoical resistance against what we've just witnessed. Yeah. And a belief in the fact that our football club is great. It's an incredible football club to belong to. We've had so many good times in recent years. There's always going to be setbacks in football. You can't win every game. We will lose another game this year. You know, we might even lose another game in that fashion. But if overall, we're pointing in the right direction... It's fine. It's not like years ago where there was no... We didn't know where we were going and we just had a North London derby and we hoped something good would happen. You know, the reason why we're so disappointed is, as you said, buddy, that the level of expectation has grown so much because of what those players have done, because of what Pochettino's done for us. You know, it's... it's I understand people's re- knee-jerk reaction. I do. But it's also about what you choose to read and that stuff, like I said, doesn't exist. If you don't want it to... What do you think the refereeing decisions of the game 
poor. <laughs> I thought, obviously, the the thing that really annoyed me, like regardless of uh, is it Mustafi the the offside goal and the foul. Before. Uh, it was the foul before it that really balled my piss. Because it was a sensational tackle, mm. and he pulled it up because there was a shirt pull, and there was, and there was no shirt pull. No. It was it, it was a fantastic tackle, and then you're just watching the replay again and again, and you just think, how can you call it? And you just knew from that that they were going to score from that free kick, as you know, sod's law. And then uh, uh, it was offside, but I'm less like you know, it's a, it's a game of inches, and sometimes. It, Sometimes players are like, look, look offside, it is offside, uh, on the line, whatever. But it was that, it was the free kick that really irked me. And then there was a couple of times as well where, um, is it, uh, what's that player? Is it Zaki, uh, Granite, mm, whatever? Zaka, yeah. Zaka. Um, he, he'd come in with a couple of yeah. a couple of tasty tackles. And the first one, he should have got a yellow. And then he should have he got another yellow as well. But then he got a yellow for that one. And I, th- I thought he should have been sent off. Um, there's a few more as well. I just like I don't know. Sometimes you get the rub of the green. Sometimes you don't. But I don't know. But do you do you take note of anything in the media? Like with uh, it's Mike Dean, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're saying you know he's a Spurs fan, blah blah blah, and all these kind of like uh, Mike Dean uh, pictures with the Tottenham kit on. Do you think it plays into their psyche that I've been seen to bias Tottenham? So when I go out. I should kind of like I don't know. It plays on their mind that they they might be a bit more um, generous. Yeah, that's it. I don't yeah. know. I just think refereeing incompetence is something that's running throughout the game at the moment, and it needs to be stamped out. There needs to be a kind of VAR system put into place, which will kind of stop it happening. Ref, like they're trialing at the moment in Italy, and I think no, it's nothing to do with Italian Whatever, football. It's just, I think the refereeing being able a video assistant referee. Being able to review decisions and stuff like that would help us immensely because the standard refereeing is not correct. One week you have things go against you, the next week you have things running for you and then you've got people saying, oh, well, swings and roundabouts. The game is not fucking playground games. You can't have dodgy decisions um, deciding games. But I refuse to blame the referee for our performance, our loss. But I, I always think the, uh, the, the video assisted referee, like where does it stop and how often do you use it? That's one part because it could really uh, slow up the game. Well, and then the second, and then for the, the Mustafi goal, and the goal would have been disallowed. And the second part is, um, I quite like the uh, the historical parts of are we beating? Yeah, but it's an offside goal, and it's like, ah, fucking eat that. I don't know. And we've man. got to eat. We've got to eat the. We've got to eat at the moment. We've got to eat the cold dinner. But yeah. then, but then, just if you think back through just our history, we would have. Uh, we wouldn't have lost. At, we would have uh, won at Old Trafford. Yeah. We wouldn't have had the ghost ghost goal against Chelsea in the semi final. The yeah. other goal at Stamford Bridge. You yeah. know, there's moments there where things change. That's, that's our history could have been altered by those extra points here and there. Yeah. So I I think we the future does lie with video referees coming in and as soon as they clean the process up a little bit better. Did uh, Pochettino get the? Team selection wrong. Do you I think? think Pochettino had he played the cards he had. I don't think he had anything else. You saw when he took um, a son was maybe the only thing, but then you wouldn't not play Ericsson or Ali. Even a half fit Ali still capable of some kind of magic. But who else has he got? Lorente in front of Kane. That that was it really. Yeah, Bali's absolutely right. I think um, he he did play the 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 cards that he had and. Thing is as well, if I if I'm looking at like Arsenal are well known for a, a, a ball playing side, and I knew that when they started Lacazette, uh, Sanchez, and Ozil, they would be playing to the channels and they would or they would be floating those balls down there. And if you've got Dyer, Vertonghen, um, Sanchez is quick, but if you had Toby there as well, that they they're, they're quick quickish players, but yeah. they're the players that are gonna that will get teased out of position and you can uh, you can put the ball in behind them. And I knew that's exactly how, what they were going to try and do. And um, and they did that. And first of all, there was a couple of balls that got flashed uh, flashed ac- across the box and we, we got out of it. It was like fucking yeah. well lucky. Yeah. But then after that, you could sense that's what they were doing. But then there was, there was nothing and there was no player that could come on that could change that. And uh, I thought Sanchez had an excellent game. And was it because of his speed and he was getting to those tackles mm. and getting to those positions? 
you know, it's uh, that part of it. And again, across the board, really, like, like again, what Bardi was saying, like, the, the only person to come on, change it was Son. And w- would he have really, like, changed it if he had been brought on earlier, if he would started the game? You know, who, who knows? I just, I just think that we weren't at the races. If Aldevero's fit, then Dyer plays in midfield. <clears throat> the only thing that Pochettino might have considered doing is going to a back four and pushing Dyer into midfield because to try and gain some control of it. He, but even he was having a poor game and he gave the ball away a few times from, um, from centre-back. He hasn't had the greatest of uh, seasons so far. I think he's been OK. He's been all right. Um, but at England, he was poor. Um, I was just wondering what you think of Dyer now. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch any of the England. I had my own troubles with international oh, football yeah, yeah, this yeah. week. Oh, we haven't talked about that, have we? <laughs> I've had a fucking nightmare. You have had a couple of bad weeks of football, haven't you? Out of the World Cup, <laughs> lost my wedding ring. Oh yeah, lost the North London derby. How did you lose the wedding ring? Was <laughs> <laughs> you in a strip joint and took it off? Or? Lost it inside a stripper. Did you think? Should I tell her? <laughs> nah, leave it. When, when, when that stripper goes back to Ukraine, she's going to beep as she goes through the airport. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh no, shit! Did you guys lose it inside a stripper? No, I am. Um, oh, you can't finger strippers. That's not allowed. Oh, it depends what. what what strip clubs you go to? How much money you pay? How much money? But um, not, I've heard. Um, I was I was watching the Italy Sweden game and I was in such a rush to get to play five aside. I forgot to take it off, and um, I played football with it on my finger. And then I went home and I was pissed off about Italy. Went to bed, and then like midnight, I just like touched my finger and I went fuck. Sat bolt upright. Wedding ring obviously wasn't on my finger anymore. I ran to my car, gone, looked everywhere, gone. Oh, how, how did the missus take it? She took it all right. I mean, I had to kind of properly like play it up that I was like really upset and really heartbroken about it because, you know, you've got to balance it. If I'd been kind of like really blasé about it, she would have... I mean, how did you feel generally? <laughs> Who, me? About the ring, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gutted, but, you know, as she said, it's just a thing. It's just, it doesn't symbolise... The love is... Exactly. Is, yeah. that, we're, that, more, the... we're more than an object. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's just going to cost some money to get it repaired. What's just going to Elizabeth Duke? <laughs> yeah, no mate. one will know. No one will know. It's nah. just a gold ring. Uh, silver, I think. Gold. The white gold, whatever it's called. Just get a silver one. They look exactly the same. Don't worry it looked about a little it. bit like a, a, like a washer on a pipe. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a plumber, send me one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you think, it's personal. You think we've had problems. Barty's had a fucking hellish couple of weeks. Um... Anyone, uh, we've got a, lot, a question from last of 16. She said, where's the goat, uh, Dembele? Is he over the hill? I wouldn't say he's over the hill. I think he's, I think he's still a bit uh, ring rusty. Mm. Uh, I, st- I still think, um, you know, he's been out for a while and you need to get into a rhythm and play. And then, as uh, Barley's mentioned earlier about conditioning as a, of, of a player, um, it's, it's not just about their kind of capabilities. It is that physicality of being on there and then being able to sustain it throughout, throughout a match. Uh, against Real Madrid when he came on, he was excellent, but he was uh, he was dishing out some wallops as well, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a bit of frustration there that maybe he isn't uh, he wasn't gliding through uh, around players as, as best as he can do, and, and and as he knows he can do, and he's a bit sluggish, and when you're caught and, and players do you know are, are putting the pressure on you, he's he's very strong and he can normally just barge them off, but I think uh, because he was that a, a couple of seconds slower. Um, that people are getting to him a bit more, but you know, I, I don't have any worries about him if if that's what what it's about. I mean, we know he's got this like, is it a long term hip injury or something like that yeah. that flares up every so often, and I don't think it's like a cause for concern. But um, uh, well, after a few runs of games and he gets back into to, to the to his old self, we'll be fine. Yeah, I kind I agree with what Ricky said. I I see the way he was kicking out at the Real Madrid players as maybe as a sign that. Physically, he doesn't have it anymore and he might not be the same player. I think we spoke earlier in the season that Dembele has to kind of adapt now. Uh, I don't know whether he's got it in his game to adapt, but he's definitely not the player he was and I don't think he has been for maybe, I don't know, six, seven months or so. Uh, we had a couple of questions about um, Lorente. Uh, one that says, Lorente, top striker or Carlos waiting for the Nakas yard? That was from David Grenovitz. And Farzad Capadia says, is Lorente good enough as a second striker? We have no credible threat after Kane. It's true. Discuss. Um, I 
I think Janssen at this moment is a better option than Lorenzo. What? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Shit, man. Um, Mate, he's scored 15 goals for Swansea last year. Don't you think it might be the fact that we we haven't been playing him? He's not. He's only getting six minutes a game. He. We haven't been playing to his strengths, that's for sure. But it's also we play a very different game to Swansea, and I don't think he's suited to us. He's not. He's, we try to use him as a plan B, but we've never even played to his strengths. I think Janssen would offer us a little bit more now. Not, I'm not saying Janssen is good. Well, I'm shocked. Janssen is, Janssen is shit, but I just think what, he's, shit he's a little less shit in the areas where we need a striker to be decent. Well, he doesn't know what area to run into. He has to be able to run. You know, Lorenzo can't run. <laughs> oh, I can't he played this. really well at Real Madrid away. Yeah, as a, as a focal, so the champions of Europe, he played a, well again. As a focal point, as a focal point, but... He's not an option, and he doesn't offer us anything off the bench. Zero off the bench. I think uh, <laughs> this kind of remind me of it. on Saturday, like, our, like the first half, like we were just lumping the ball to Kane in, in some some instances. It was just like it was a completely different Tottenham side that I was watching. Like, we were bypassing we the midfield all we, the time. We couldn't get. It was I think like we were we struggling to how, yeah. how well they were pressing. It made it very difficult. And exactly. We had players in centre midfield, namely Sissoko. I think we got a question about him later. Who he's not able to play possession, and as much as he's improved, he's he's a he's a mess on the ball. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, that's one of the things as well that um, that. Uh, I've, I, I kind of it, I found it hard to take was um, being bullied by Arsenal. The, the, the kind of the pressure that they put us on um, that that we couldn't handle it. And Arsenal are, are well known for being a bunch of city boys, and they put us right under. I mean, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get out our half. I don't think bullied's the right word. I mean, they pressured us. They ran. They ran at us. But yeah, but we shit it at points. We were just like, but there, there was there was cl- very clumsy when we when we had the ball and like uh, sent it back. And normally we can play it around the right. And there's yeah, a, but, but, a lot of people that press us, uh, and we can we're fine with it. But bullied would suggest we got out muscled and whatnot. It was it wasn't that. I think I think they they were like the second balls. They were there. We weren't. I just think there was more more desire there. There was, yeah. there was quicker. They, they they were quicker to everything. They were faster to everything. We had nobody that, no one that could like Old Dembele would get the ball and break the press by dribbling through it. No, I think or, you're right. Desi- sorry, desire was that is the right word. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to go full Alex and say they wanted it more, but I think we lo- we didn't have yeah, Dembele who could who could break the press by dribbling through it. We didn't have Sissoko who could pass his way out. We had Sissoko who couldn't pass his way out of it, and then we lacked it in the fullbacks. We saw the kind of deficiencies of. Uh, Ben Davies and Trippier there, and that was that was where we lost the game in those areas. I was waiting for you to say that uh, that they wanted it more, and because you always rinse Alex for it, and I was I was setting a trap, you know, like lads, lads, lads <laughs> in Magaluf, where you you dig a hole in the sand and you put your towel there. I set that trap for Bardi, and he just walked straight past me. <laughs> glided over. It. <laughs> Alex wasn't wasn't happy. No, he wasn't. He was really not happy. Really was he? unhappy. Yeah. He takes it hard, does Alex? Yeah, he does. He takes it hard. <laughs> <clears throat> I, t- I actually see Alex as, as someone who takes it gently, <laughs> just, just compliant and very so slowly, <laughs> slowly buggered. <laughs> very apologetic. This is all right. This is fine. It's happening again. I didn't answer the Llorente L- bit. Go on. Uh, so, like, I, I, I'm gonna. God, man, I'm agreeing with Buddy a lot here. Not not the Anson bit. That's fucking wild. Man. That's <laughs> fucking wild. But as a plan B to come on to kind of, it is a plan B because it's a different way of playing football. But when you kind of changing it to how Kane plays and how Lorente plays, and then Lorente chasing down and being, I don't know that you just it has to be that that extra something that's going to unpick the lock. And when it, the ball goes up to Lorente and it sticks to him, that's it. Yeah. You can, and it's was, like, I, I don't know what else. It's like, is he going to bring more people on and put the, that a free ball in? I, I don't know. It's just that it's that target man, and he can release pressure, but he he doesn't really bring a lot more else to it. He's a seasoned pro. Yeah, he's an excellent footballer, but it's just yes. I don't think it brings a lot to to the way if we we're trying to change something. Who was the Bournemouth striker we were linked with? Uh, Wilson. Joshua Wilson. King. Joshua, oh. Joshua King, Callum Wilson, those kind of guys that they offer. I'm not saying they're the answers, but they are an, an alternative, something to mix it up, something to run the channels and stuff. And 
as much as I like Lorente, you know, he seems a nice player. He's got a lot of history behind him. He ticks all the boxes that way. He's just not what we need. But as a, you know, it was always a 15 million deadline day gamble. But if it, if it was a toss up before, uh, it was uh, Llorente or Janssen. Who I would have, I would have gone Lorente for sure. Yeah. But now seeing it, I wish we'd kept Janssen. I can't believe that's mad. I know. Yeah. It's fucking mad. But Football I don't mad. agree. But you do deep down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I don't want to suck this dick, but you do. You know? <laughs> I don't. He's the wants some penalties, you know. I don't want to suck the dick. <laughs> I don't. You, deep down, you do. <laughs> That's my brain. You do want to do it. Why don't you do it? It's fine, it's just a dick. It's just a mouth. Just suck it. This sounds like something Kevin Spacey saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's laugh at that. <laughs> Windy, um, Windy didn't send the youth updates, so we're doing it. Yeah. We haven't got any notes, so we don't know what's going on with the youth update. The under-23s um, lost. They played really well, and it was really encouraging, but in the end, they fucking lost, like always. Oliver Skip. Um, Scott Parker said this team did really well, but they failed as well. What about Oliver Skip? Oliver Skip has flown to Germany to play against Dortmund in the in the next-gen thing. Rick, what you got to say about youth? Uh, they're young, and they're good. That's yeah. it. Marcus Edwards continues to be a myth. A myth? A myth. We've never seen him. No one's seen him ever kick a ball. Okay. I saw some stuff on the internet, like videos and that. Yeah, I don't believe it. like him. Uh, Cool cool first, is he? (laughs) Players, who's on loan? Cool first. Um, Cameron Carter-Vickers did a fucking amazing assist for Sheffield United the other day. That he just split the defence from 40 yards. It was a great pass. Uh, Bobby Sadaldo scored a goal this evening. Um, Janssen's on loan he didn't do anything they won a big game though and um, Josh Onema came on was played out of position and hasn't done very well at Villa what I've, I've uh, contradicted that I've heard he's fucking he is Aston Villa at the moment ok that's it for your youth update uh, come come back next week for your players out on loan and follow me at Bardi THFC at, <laughs> and that's THFC for, for the Tottenham Hotspur no for oh, the fighting cock oh the fighting cock <laughs> Thanks, Wendy, very much. This is apt. Uh, cool, calm, 12 men a day commit suicide. It's thought because we don't talk about our problems. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm, have a helpline open from 5pm till midnight. 0808-802-5858. Thecalmzone.net, you can visit them. And the Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. Remember, we're doing Dortmund. If you want to watch it around lots of Spurs fans in a very positive atmosphere, drinking cheap beer on sofas around other Spurs fans, come... Down. Come and, and have a chat. Come and have yeah. a chat with us. Um, cuddle, maybe. Yeah, definitely cuddle. If anyone wants to cuddle, I'll be up for that. Um, and uh, yeah, me and T are going to be talking to uh, talking to the people who turn up, have a chat about Spurs. Any questions you have, come down prepared and ask us anything you want. Doesn't have to be about Spurs. It could be anything. You know the fighting cock. It could be anything. Right. right? And we're happy to happy to answer them. <laughs> it's at the vaults in Waterloo. You can buy tickets by going to www.fightingcock.co.uk forward slash social or just turn up on the door uh, 6.30 it opens uh, £5 gets you in uh, news and articles Kane has said he wants to spend his rest, the rest of his career at Spurs build that's because he's broken God, it doesn't can't run anymore what, you reckon, he's gonna, no you reckon Kane's to, done he's done it's, it's, done, it's all over, it's all over. Maybe, maybe if we start Lorente <laughs> then he might be able to do something. Kane is an impact sub from now on. Should we bin Kane off? <laughs> no. I reckon we should bin Kane off. No. Like, let's go, be bold, be bold. But there was that moment on, on Saturday where he cut inside onto his right foot and I thought, hey, you know, my head, I saw the net going already. Yeah, yeah, I know the bit you're talking about as well. Yeah, it hit straight at the keeper. Yeah. 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 I thought it was going to go in, but it didn't. His leg was all strapped up, wasn't it? Yeah. Doesn't bode well, what does that mean? Right. And it looked in my head, I was like, I was inebriated in the most extreme, but it looked like he just had bandage wrapped around it and it was all flailing around. Is that not what did he have? No, I don't think I don't think it was like Terry Butcher kind of bandage. Yeah, right. that's what I saw. But it wasn't that was done up with a pin. The pin was yeah. actually in his thigh. <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. That's why he's running uncomfortably. Yeah. It wasn't as high tech as I would expect from our <laughs> medical department. <laughs> well, what was it then? What, what I, remind me? His hamstring. He did his hamstring against. Um, was it against Liverpool? 
Oh, I, I think it was against Liverpool yeah, yeah, when we yeah. won 4-1. He just kept running and running the whole fucking game and it went right at the end. Um, it's good that he wants to spend the rest of it. When did this story come out? Um, I think it came out just straight after the game. It's like feel-good propaganda released. By Build? Well, the... they put it out there somewhere. I mean, like, there, but there was... I could have sworn there was another article of him saying that, you know, he obviously wants to spend the rest of his life, the uh, rest of his career at Tottenham... Uh, but but you never know. You never you you never know what can happen. You know football. You know you never know. Real Madrid might offer me something, but like, and I wouldn't begrudge him of that, obviously. But uh, it's it's obviously nice to hear uh, a player that has come up through your academy, loves Tottenham, is doing amazingly well. Um, you know, twice goal and boot winner in successive seasons. Um, scores every single goal. That's just like every type of goal. He's getting the plaudits from everyone, and he plays for your football club. And then afterwards, he says, "I want to stay here forever." It's yeah. just like, marry me. Do you, yeah. reckon, do you reckon all footballers are that non-committal in like their personal life as well? Like Harry Kane's going to marry his missus. Like so great. I've spent all my childhood with you. I love you so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But you never know what's going to happen around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like some yeah. supermodel. Like, there might there might be a bird, <laughs> and the kid might annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> and I might want out of this household. Constantly non-committal. Um, and I, I think again, I feel something, something about Kane's character. Uh, the fact that he marries his high school sweetheart, he has kids. You know, he he could he could have sex with any. There'll be tons and tons of really fit women out there, and men, and men, and men yeah. Uh, and if you wanted, and um, oh. but you know he loves his missus clearly, and I just think it's, there's something about him that's very special. Harry Kane, he's a very very nice man, and maybe he'll be nice to Tottenham fans, and will stay forever. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a dark side to him. I think he's very professional. I think he's very dedicated and keen. And the way he's kind of um, moulded this club around himself as well, it shows real kind of maturity that when the whole thing kicked off after the Stoke game when um, there was a big player divide and he came out on the side of Pochettino, a very clever move, back the manager, up against the senior player. So I think he's also, he's a lot smarter than he looks for sure. Dark side though. Well, not dark side, but very. He yeah, knows what he I, wants. I, I don't you know? think he's got a dark side, but I think he's got a... a determination. A winning, win, yeah, determination yeah. and winning mentality. Have you, are yeah. you saying because you've got a dark side? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he's very committed and determined like, and knows what he wants. When you say dark side, I think of like men with secret larders in their <laughs> yeah. house stacked full with dodgy porn. Yeah. That's what I see. When you say dark side, that's what I thought you were saying about Harry. Oh, no, no. I mean, just very committed and determined, knows what he wants from his career. And at the moment, we're giving what he we're giving him what he needs. All right, um, Rose left out the squad altogether against Woolwich. Linked again, there was a weird article in the Sun with no quotes from Harry Kane. Uh, sorry, from Danny Rose at all. Then kind of restoking that fire. You shouldn't read the Sun anyway and believe anything. You're a fucking idiot if you get wound up by that. Unless there's the right quotes, then you think, oh, it's a major issue. But it's a bit weird that he was left out completely. Or unless I saw the quotes in Dear Deirdre, then I would believe it. Have you ever not went out to Dear Deirdre? I haven't, no. But there, there, there are some stories I'm like, oh, hello. But not, but not gone the full hog, man. That's like... What do you mean, stories? What, you think it's racy? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. They have a lesbo one. You say lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of them, yeah. all the stories. It's always like, sorry, Mark, but I'm not interested with you anymore. <laughs> I'm only interested in Stephen now because he's got a big will in you. I'm so sorry. And then Mark's posing in this kind of hand in the head, going, she left me. That's the idea. Yeah, it and it's it always leopard print lingerie. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in the day when obviously there wasn't access to the internet and stuff like that. The dear Deirdre was somewhere you'd go for a cheap thrill as a young teenager. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at it. It wouldn't be like your kind of prime material. But you could get away with reading the Dear Deidre page in public and not have to worry about it. <laughs> Whereas page three, you always had to, like, skip, skip quickly. Yeah. Um, so you weren't one of these guys who just proudly look at it and look at the tits? No, I, could, I was a school kid when I was looking at page three, so no, I didn't do that. Did, what, didn't you, you said you used to cut out all of the page threes and build up, like, a little 
memorandum. No, it wasn't me that did that. A memorandum of memory, memories. I don't. I used to like collect like good quality page trees, and then you could kind of like make a carpet of it. So you could make like you spread them out. So then whatever your eye moves, you could see tits. That was... What? So were these on the floor at all times? Or no, no, just, no. Of course not. Just you, really prepared. You'd have to, you have to hide well, them. So what else was you into as a kid? What, 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 what would you knock? Because you didn't. Have, we didn't have porn when we were no. kids. So what, what would you knock out to? Well, the easy one to get hold of was the sun. The sun and the sport. If you really kind of were brave, if you locked out, yeah. Was he ever one of those lads? Like I, I, I weren't like a, you know, uh, oh, what is it? Fucking zoo and uh, FHM, FHM, yeah, and I have like yeah nuts and have like Lucy Pinder mm. on my bedroom wall. And I never, like, I had like David Ginola and Les Ferdinand. <laughs> so no, that's normal, really. That's normal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Buddy. Oh yeah, that's normal. <laughs> you had you had Lucy Pinder up Joe yeah. Well the first thing the first thing I ever shoplifted. First thing I ever shoplifted was an FHM from my local um, news agents. It had you, Annalise you, on the front. Annalise from Neighbours. Oh I, I know exactly the, the, the edition Davis. you're talking about. Black bra. Yeah. Fucking stunning. Me yeah. and a mate, we just fucking we just, we stole it. Oh right, I, I thought you said you and your mate just no, 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 one no, out no. We stole a copy in the shop. We were massive Annalise from Neighbours fans so we just put it in, put it in our jacket. she was incredible I'll tell you I'm just going to leave this one here Kay's catalogue <laughs> Kay fact they were good yeah I'm just going to leave that there we don't need to go into it yeah um, you'd always like really look in just to see to see the outline of a nipple well, I, I used to I used to I used to be careful because like it was my mum's catalogue wasn't it? so I, I couldn't return it with just fucking I used to run downstairs nick the catalogue put it under my under my jacket go on there knock one out come back put it back no, she ain't noticed um, uh, what else we say Spurs must part their title ambitions and focus on staying in the top four says Hugo Lloris I'm a bit worried that he's using like park title he's like very kind of corporate messaging there but um, I kind of agree with it He's a realist, man. We're not going to win. Man, United, man City are going to win this league out of canter. Yeah. Uh, man United probably comes second. So finishing above Chelsea or in the top four would be would be a good achievement. Yeah. I think like a, like what he's saying, it's, it's, it really isn't a corporate line. It's, it's a... Well, it's the whole thing, Park. I don't think Hugo Lloris would use those words. Park, <laughs> title, ambition. <laughs> I mean, that, that might not be <laughs> verbatim. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the sentiment of that... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's an odd thing because since we've like been second, third, and like the the media narrative of going for the title and stuff like that, even though we've been quite a few points away and we're the only ones that were competing there, I've I've never I've never gone into the season thinking this is this is what where we should be aiming. We should be aiming for the title. Full stop. Yeah. I've been confident and like we should definitely be hitting Champions League, but it's always been fourth, third. Second, but I, I just like it's weird. It feels odd, like for a Spurs fan saying this season, this is it. This is, our number one thing is win the league. No, I think our number one thing should be a proper fucking tilt at the Champions League because we can, we can do a Monaco. We can get to the latter stages if we stay fit, properly focus on that competition. You know, we can. Do, have a do you feel like we need to spend money in January? Uh, we need to get players fit. To win the league, we would have had to spend about £250 million this summer, which was never going to happen. To win the Champions League, I think if we get one more midfielder or one attacking option in January that isn't cup-tied, then there's a possibility we can it give it It seems weird, because since Wanyama seems completely fucked, God knows what's wrong with him. And Lamella, although he played for the under-23s recently, yeah. um, God knows when he's going to be actually back in the first team. I think in order to make a decent crack at the Champions League, no one thinks we're going to win it, obviously, but we might... Like you say, you get to a semi-final. Leeds did. Yeah. Um, Monaco did, although Monaco were a special team last year. I think maybe one or two players might be nice. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if team would even want to do that now. There's a lot of talk about Barkley. I don't want us to sign Barkley. We need someone who can come in who's match fit. And well, I, don't, I, I, th- I think we'll get Barkley because it would be like a free or whatever. Mm. I think you'd sign and a pre-contract for Barkley. Just yeah, and, and, and it's not going to be like something for uh, someone that's going to come in straight away, like a Mercurial player. We've got a good it. tweet, right? We've got a good tweet in. I forgot to put it in the running order, so I don't know the guy's name, but God bless you, you sent it in. Balotelli is available for a free in January. For a free? I'd take him for a free, wouldn't you? Um, like, he's fucking mad, I get it. Like, he's, he's going to do some crazy shit. But he is the top draw striker. 
He'll score some goals. What, you, I mean, like, would you take Balotelli over Lorente? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, there we go, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's I would say, upgrade. yeah. That is an upgrade. <laughs> it is, but it's like, <laughs> mad dog. Yeah, it's fucking mad, though. <laughs> it's mad. It's like, I don't know, like, play, it's there. like playing Liam Gallagher <laughs> up front. You no. just literally have no idea what's going to happen like, at any time. And Pochi won't train him, just go out there and go mental. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fight, they'll end up but, punching each other in the head. No, no, Pochi goes, go out there. <laughs> fucking lose your head. Go mental. That's what I would say. Just fucking go mental. You know what we do. We know what you do. That's why we signed you. Go mad. Go on. See what happens. He's a, he's a fucking plan B for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go mental. Balotelli. That is. That's. I hadn't even thought of that. I hadn't even crossed my mind. He's at Nice. But uh, I, how's he doing at Nice? He scored like twelve goals last year. He got injured. Okay. Scoring some goals. Doing all right. There was a time he was the darling of Europe, like the mental darling. Now he's kind of like... Um, I don't think he's ever been the darling of Europe, has he? <laughs> no, he's kind of like... He's like the bad son, isn't he? He's yeah. like, you know he's good, you love him and he's good, you know, you're glad that he's your son and, you know, he brings a lot to the household, but he has the propensity to lose it, does a little bit too much, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Adds a fight on the night yeah, out that yeah, month. Yeah. You forgive him. Yeah. That's not Balotelli, I'm saying. That's the bad, you know, the imaginary bad son. <laughs> Gets a bird up yeah. the duff. <laughs> You know, forces through an abortion, but <laughs> but you forgive him because he's your son. <laughs> um, oh God. Paul Eshaw on Facebook, he says, I made a bet at work that if we lost, I'd lick his mother's gusset. Oof. How would you word it to his mother so not to cause offence? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, the gusset, what's that? Like the. Yeah, I was the, thinking. Is that, it in was... my head, it's between the arsehole and the, the fanny. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, that's not the worst place in the world to... I mean, done it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a problem. The problem here, obviously, is the um, the fact that you've got to try and break it to the mum. Like, you've lost a bet, so you've got to do it. See, I thought it was... The, isn't it not a piece of cloth? Is it not... A what, gusset? Google well, go, according to Google, a gusset is the piece of material sewn into a garment. So I think it's his mother's knickers he would lick. Oh. Uh, well, in which case, he could kind of nick it without her knowing... But imagine, imagine right, can we just up the ante then? Like it's, it's, it's a gooch. Yeah, yeah. A gooch. Women can have gooches, but. Yeah. Like, so the question is, how do you break it to the, that you want to lick a gooch? To your mum. Not your own mum, oh. your, your, his. His mate's mum. Lick his mother's gusset. Um, I mean, the, the, the trick you have here is that you have to. Get her... I mean, you've got to win the bet. You've you should have got to seduce her. Yeah. That's, That's what it, it is, isn't it? That's it. Take her out to dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, I think you'll be getting one over on the Arsenal yeah. fan here because he's not going to want you to bang his mum. He's not. Yeah. And if you're licking her gusset, it gets to the point where she's probably going to be into it. Yeah, I think so. And if she's into it, she'll probably want to have sex with you. And in which case, you're fucking his mum. And, then, and there's no way he'd be happy with that. Beryl, there's always something I've liked about you. Beryl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beryl, like, you know, just... Go out to dinner and sort our differences out. And your eyes just have chat, yeah. your eyes are so youthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. just like there'll be loads, and it's like in that your lovely jubbly. Bell loves a glass of rose as well. Pile full of rose. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Take a pizza express. No, That's a bit sinister what Buddy says, isn't it? No, I think Beryl was a pile of a rose. I think Beryl. I think Beryl was a Pizza Express. Beryl, I think it's more of a fish and chips kind of lady, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a large cod, <laughs> gravy, no curry sauce. <laughs> does, does anyone else find it weird when people go fish and chip shop and get like a battered sausage? You I mean you're in a fish and chip shop? Why the fuck are you ordering meat products? So one, Mate, one, one, one you hate fish. Don't go there. Mate, where else are you going to get a sausage and batter? Yeah, you can't get batter sausage. You can't get batter sausage anywhere else. I I, um, I can't get a savoy anywhere else. I don't like savoy. So so the only thing I miss from eating meat, and it's been 18 years, is a a, a battered sausage. Like, they were incredible. I loved them so much. Like, if, if, if if I could... Yeah. Right now, I'd buy two. <laughs> Dipping a bit of ketchup, lovely. Beryl would love it as yeah. well. Bez. 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 So we say take it to the fish and chips. Because what you could do, right, is you get the fish and chips. Yeah, get, get, bring them back. No, no, take it. Take it out. Carpet. Right, take it back to the house. Red carpet. There's red carpet on the wall. And, and pictures of Lady Di on the, on, on the, on the walls. <laughs> on the walls, yeah. And, there's, and, the, and the playing in the background, there's Bargain Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting on the sofa and you've got a glass of 
Um, what's that? Blue Nun. Black Tower. Yeah, Black Tower. Got a glass of Black Tower each, and you you pick up you pick up the sausage and batter, and you just slowly gesture it towards her mouth, and then you'll know if she's up for it. She'll put her mouth around it and take a bite and look at it and hold your gaze and hold your gaze and she'll undo the top button of her top and her massive boobs will come bellowing out. No, she'd have a discoloured bra on as well. Uh, discoloured bra. Discoloured bra. Yellow, bra. Originally yellow was tint. kind of like a beige yeah. and now it's kind of like it's got grease on it and that. Ye- yellow tint to it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you work that out... You're in. You're in, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if anyone has any barrel stories or something similar, please email in and, uh, and we'll read them out. If we haven't done that, like a, a little section of the pod, um, sex professions, yeah, or sexual escapades. <laughs> no, yeah. Not dear Deirdre, dear Beryl, dear Beryl, right? Dear Beryl. <laughs> That's it, dear Beryl. Anyone out there with sexual escapades that are incredible, um, email us in. Email us in, and we'll read them out as a section of the podcast at the end. If people are not interested because it's not about Tottenham, then they don't have to listen. It's right at the end of the pod. It's not a problem. But for the thirty percent who do <laughs> and who want to listen to the dear barrel stories, email us in at the editor at thefightingcock.co.uk, and we'll read out the best ones um, and maybe win a prize. We'll come up with something. Yeah. Tell us the most unique, nothing bad, nothing where anyone gets hurt or cries or anything. Yeah, yeah. But any, you know, funny, funny sexual escapades. Buddy, you got any? <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not right now. All right, fair enough. You want shit. Uh, SKKTHFC61 he says the fact is that big teams are, uh, rarely lose at home to anyone why have our fans suddenly jumped on the media led agenda is that, I'm presuming that he means um, that Pochettino has only won one in 16 or something yeah but I don't think Mourinho's record stands up that well no, it doesn't at all it doesn't. so big teams don't lose at home and we, the, the question, the, the thing is, I think we, we touched on this subject on the exchange. It's about what you do in the other games. You kind of accept that you might lose. It's kind of a bonus if you get a point away from them. Mm. So a point is a good result. Losing is kind of part of the course. It's what you do against the other teams. It's against the Crystal Palaces at home where you're struggling and you get that 1-0 win. Those are the three points that make a difference at the end of the season. We didn't lose the title because we didn't beat Manchester City or Man United last season. We lost it because of a bad run of form against West Brom, Sunderland, that kind of stuff. Mm. That's my opinion. I think you're right. I mean, I've got nothing yeah, to add no, to that. Um, final question of the night. Oysterberger on Twitter, he says, When I was 18, a hot girl with a reputation for great BJs agreed to meet me at a party that weekend. I gave it the large to my friends beforehand. When I got there, she was in the garden sucking off my mate's older brother. <laughs> Do you have a better example of how let down you feel after Saturday? <laughs> Saturday. You should never have given it large. You should have just kept it quiet. And just, you imagine just how excited you'd be as a kid at 18? You think the idea about getting a, a blowjob would have been incredible. At 18, I hadn't... I mean, I lost my virginity at 18. And <laughs> I certainly weren't getting noshed off every weekend. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Well, I had my first serious girlfriend at 18 where things start happening. And I, I remember my mum going to me, He's having a shower because I, you know, couldn't be bothered having a shower. But then I started really taking care of my personal attentions because yeah. I was always waiting for the BJs. You know, you, you go out and just like tonight could be to so make sure everything's clean and polished and ready to go. <laughs> and, and, and how was it when you? What was your first blowjob? I. It was in a really. It was in the. It was in an allotment. <laughs> it's this teenage blow. It's like kind of cliche teenage blowjob. It was in an allotment, mm. and it was just like she didn't want to have sex. So the best that she offered was a blowjob. So I was like, mm. all right, take it. Did she want to give you a blowjob? Yeah, of course. I didn't like force her into it. Fucking <laughs> hell. I didn't pressure her either. My uh, my relatable the. Uh... <laughs> Being let down, it's not not quite in the kind of sexual escapades of that. Is uh, recently uh, all, all my uh, all my mates on the fighting cock they applied to get tickets for the streets, and everyone got them, and I didn't. And then the next, and the you, next love them, the, you love the streets, yeah, more yeah, than yeah I do, I do. <laughs> and the next sale release came out, and then Case, who uh, runs a website, um, he managed to get get me one. So uh, get well, yeah, he managed to get me two, and everything was sweet. It was all right. Everything was looking good. And then two days later, after me celebrating on social media and, you know, just going mental, um, he got an email through to say that he'd bought 
tickets beforehand in the first sale where he'd been accepted. Use the same credit card. So he used the same credit card. So the other two that he got for me would had been deleted. Yeah, I think you should so, give you his. Uh, so, <laughs> I think so as well. I, I think so. so, like, so he's so let you down. That, 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 the, the letdown from like, like, yeah, yeah, this is happening. I'm doing this. This is going to be the best day of my life ever. Um, and the, two days later, it's all taken away. You've had a tough year, haven't you? Not that tough. Right, the, had... People have been tougher. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Barley's like, like a couple <laughs> of weeks have been fucking hell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, the only time I've been really let down in any kind of level comparable to last weekend was that I once, in, my, in the middle ground between my previous relationship and this one, Pulled a stunner. Is it? Yeah, she was. She had, she had fake boobs, which is, you know, I mean, um, I don't feel either way about that. Blonde, <laughs> um, you know, a one that stands dream. Yeah. It, on my own. Um, I've taken a lot of cocaine that night. <laughs> but in my head, I convinced myself that I'd be able to get it up. Because <laughs> she was lovely. Um, couldn't. So just smashed it with a floppy. <laughs> didn't really. I did not really. <laughs> had to have a, a punchline there. There was no punchline. I couldn't get it up, and uh, it was very disappointing. It wasn't because you sobered up and you realised you'd pulled Beryl. She she was. Uh, I mean, there's an episode uh, in the in between is where uh, he, he's about to, uh, you know, lose his virginity, and then he I don't know if he gets the nerves or whatever, and he, and he can't get it up. Oh, he has a wank beforehand. Uh, uh, yeah, he has a wank beforehand, and. Uh, <laughs> So he can last longer. <laughs> and the next scene is him, it just cuts to him kneeling on the bed, punching his dick. Just let him down. <laughs> Buddy, are there any situations where it hasn't worked? I've had a. No, no. No! Um, it's always worked for you. Oh, pretty much, yeah. But I, my, I've always let down. I pulled a really fit bird once, and um, we kind of arranged to meet on this. Uh, at this boat party and um, she kind of dumped me on the boat party and I was on a boat and I had nowhere to fucking go and we had three hours of going up and down the Thames and I was stuck on this fucking boat. What I don't understand. Why did she dump you the minute you got on there? Well, because she realised that we were going to go... I think we were going to Iron Napa at the same time. Right. And she didn't want to have, like, a boyfriend or someone she was seeing there at the same time. Fully understand it. Why did she dump you as soon as you got on the boat? I know, because I think she'd only found out about Iron Apple when she got on the boat. Right. And plus, in those days, man, there was no WhatsApp or anything, so she couldn't let me know beforehand. Right, but wait till the end of the boat trip. Yeah, but she didn't want to leave me on. So I was, it was awful. The boat was leaving you on for three hours on a boat. <laughs> yeah, she led you onto the boat. She led me onto the right, boat. Right, yeah. why, why didn't you, when you come, before you go, buddy, don't get on because I'm going to dump you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be weird. What's her, what's her name? Well, Facebook. Yeah, what's, no, her, what's her name? No, Just way. Her no one's going to message her. Yeah. Come on, no, tell the 10,000 of people that listen to the pod. No, because you know how these things work. Someone knows somebody of somebody. Do you know what? She deserves it. She deserves it. What's her name? No, she, I've, I've creeped her on Facebook it. a few times, but no, I'm not going, you know. It was, it was hard. Do you ever do that? Do you ever, <coughs> do you ever have a look at what old birds are up to? Not check, really. Check that she's not doing as good as well as you. No, 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 no. I'm always doing better than everyone. Yeah, I know you really. <laughs> All right, that's it from the Fighting Club podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope, to some degree, it's helped you get over the weekend. Um, you know, it was bad, but we'll get through it. We're Tottenham, and we always will be. And like the 500 people, the fighting got live, uh, sung over and over again, we'll talk until we die. That all right. Just <laughs> no, I thought it was a good ending. This <laughs> 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 dog, he's no longer the big dog. Look, he is. I'm not a big dog. <laughs> you are. I'm just the main dog. Podcast Network. Sports Social 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 Podcast Network. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.